Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray you get something powerful from this sermon. There we go. Well, good morning, everybody. Isn't it great to be in the house of God? Yeah? Well, thank you to all of you that prayed for me um, while I was away. Um, I went and was away for 10 days um, and a couple of days of travelling, so it made it a little bit longer. And my 10 days was very much go, go, go. I arrived in Dublin on the Thursday night, had six hours sleep, got up the next day, flew to Bristol, spent some time with um, some women that I was mentoring. So we had 24 hours together of that, left there, went down to a place called Bournemouth Pool, spoke at their church on the Sunday morning, did some ministry. Um, online on the Sunday night for all of the apostolic churches in the UK. Then I got up and we travelled to Liverpool on the train. Six and a half hours later, we were in Liverpool and spent a couple of days with the Wellards. That was awesome just to see what they're doing and how God's moving in Liverpool with them. Flew back to Dublin and then ministered at a women's conference all weekend, spoke at their church and then flew home Monday. So it was a full-on trip. But God moved powerfully and did some amazing things. I saw God just touching so many lives and so grateful that it was God and not Ruth Swift because I was not um, expecting what I saw. And I'm so grateful for God to do that. All right, I'm going to be really quick today because we've had and dedication and a whole lot of things. But what I want to speak about is we're in our I Give Up series. And so I want to speak quickly about I Give Up Dreams and Selfish Ambition. All right, before you all stone me, I'm not asking you not to dream. What I'm asking you is that as we go through this, I want you to give up your dreams that sometimes we have held on so tightly to that at times have crippled us from doing what God's asking us to do. We've made it more about the dream or we've made it more about the desire we want to do rather than allowing God to have our lives to do what he wants to do in and through us. You know, a God dream always relates to people. And helping them. Self-dreams relate to what we can get and how we can get more for ourselves. I love Jeremiah 29, 11. If I go fast this morning, please forgive me and go with me. But in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. We all pretty much know that scripture. And if you haven't, well, it's a great scripture to hold on to. I like Acts chapter 2, 16 to 18. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Here we see in this passage of scripture that God is making it very clear that he will give us and birth within us dreams and desires to do more for him. The passage is so clear on that. 
Years ago, when I was a young girl, I was about 17 years old, we're at a um, camp. That was a long time ago for some of you younger ones, but you're actually there right now. So at 17, it's very quiet this morning. You're allowed to interact with me. At 17, I was down the front at a camp, family camp, and the guest speaker started to prophesy over me started to bring this prophetic word that was really quite heavy, like there was a lot there. And he stopped and he said, I can't go any further. You cannot carry what else I've got for you from what the Lord is saying. It was at that moment that I started to think, okay, well, God wants to use me. He wants to do more in me. So there's birth this dream and this desire to serve God. The problem is sometimes when those birthing and things come up to us that are quite large, what we can do is we can start to try and say, well, how's it going to work? How are we going to manoeuvre? What are we going to do to make this dream come to pass or this prophetic word that's been put upon me to come to pass? So it becomes more about me and me outworking it than allowing God to outwork what he's placed on your life. In Genesis 37, verse 2 to 10, this is the story about Joseph. Now, Joseph was um, the son to Jacob and Rachel in the Bible. And Joseph was the last son to Jacob. And he was the favourite son. Just like, I guess, the last child can be the favourite. Yes, Michaela? I'm kidding, girls. (laughs) There you go. All right, so this is Genesis 37, 2 to 10. Let's move on really fast before I'm no more longer welcome in those homes. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flock. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilah and Sifla. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field trying, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. Hmm. One night, Joseph, um, sorry, his brothers responded. So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream. He's good at these. And again, he told his brother about it. Listen, I have another dream, he said. The sun, moon and 11 stars bow low before me. This time he told his dream to his father as well as to his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. When is the right time to share the dream? Joseph may have been 
a little bit silly in his sharing. He already knew his brothers had angst. To walk up to your brothers and go, hey, boys, I may be the youngest, the favourite, got the jacket. I mean, you're going to bow before me. Not pretty. It's not going to go down well. And I think sometimes God gives us things inside of us or he's given us things and in our excitement, we've run to share it with other people and we've shared it with the wrong people and what actually happens is the dream pinchers come in, they pinch the dream, they give you all the reasons why that is not going to be possible and we end up looking at what God has placed on our lives and we can... we stop and we think, is this really from God or is this just me putting it there? And we allow what's around us to take us away from what God wants to do in and through us. A little bit of self-ambition came in with Joseph. Joseph seemed very conceited when he shared the dream. You know, this can be common for us today too. We're given dreams Huge things for God. We need to be careful how we share the vision. And don't deviate from truth of what God is revealing, but be humble in the presentation. You know, we see two groups here in this passage of Scripture. The first group is his brothers, the dream pinchers. They were really, really cross at him. They wanted to take him out. But here he shares it to his dad and his dad scolded him. But then all of a sudden his dad starts to think about this dream and he says, well, what is this dream really representing? Joseph allowed the dream pinches to come. See, in Genesis 37, 18 to 20, when Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognised him in the distance. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Maybe they didn't do it like that. Maybe they went, here comes the dreamer. All right, we can, I'm tired. This is not pretty. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. The enemy wants to destroy the dreams that God's given. And some of us allowed the enemy to destroy what God's placed on our lives. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. God knows the plans he's got for your life. God knows that he wants to do more. And you know, it doesn't matter what age we are, whether we're young or whether we're older. The truth is that we have all got things that God is placing in our lives. And sometimes we're not seeing them outworked because we pull back and we actually go, I don't believe that can come true. I don't believe that God can actually do what he said and what he, and he wants to do. He also had to go through a huge amount before the dream could be fulfilled. I want you to know that it took 27 years before Joseph was actually seeing that dream fulfilled. There was a lot that he went through too. There was a lot of him being thrown into, if you go on, I'm not going to read it for you for time, but you go on and read this story and you see that he's thrown into this big pit. Then he's sold off into slavery to the Egyptians. He's taken away. And then you see that he goes through a whole lot of stuff. When he gets there, he then ends up in prison. There's this journey after journey of what Joseph went through before that dream was fulfilled. The thing with Joseph though was he didn't lose heart with who God was in his life and he kept trusting that God had his life in his hands. 
Sometimes some things don't go the way we plan. Sometimes God's laid things on our life and we think we've missed it. Sometimes we get towards the end of further along our journey of life and we think to ourselves, well, I thought God promised all of this, but what's happened is we go, well, obviously God's missed it. Maybe God still wants to do that in our lives. Maybe there's still something that he's wanting to do. It's time to dream again, but it's time to dream with a God dream, not a man dream. Not a selfish, ambitious dream, but to lay it down and say, hey, God, I surrender. All to you, my blessed Saviour, I surrender. I give you my life. Whatever you want to do, whatever I have to walk through, I'm going to trust you've got me. I'm going to trust that you're going to lead and guide me and do whatever you want through my life. We are never too young or too old to be continuing to serve God in a powerful and a mighty way. God wants to do more in our lives. He wants to raise us up in a greater way. It just comes to a heart that says, I'm open. I'm willing. Some of us have stayed dormant too long. Some of us have sat on our butts. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> For too long. You've laid down the, the dreams or the things that God's laid on your life and you've given up and you've said, I give up. And I believe prophetically this morning, God's saying it's time to rise up in those dreams again. It's time to allow me to use you again. It's time to allow me to raise you up wherever you are, to speak my name, to go where I'm asking you to go. God's got this. See, if you have a dream, share it with someone you can trust that can help you on the journey with it. I want to say, are my motives for pursuing my dream self-ambition? In Philippians 2, 3 to 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. A dream is not worth pursuing if it... Sorry. Very hot up here. (laughs) A dream is not worth pursuing if it draws me away from God. Is in direct opposite to God. Requires me to abandon clear responsibilities God has given me, my husband and my children. I want to share this story really quickly. It's about an American couple in America. And uh, yeah, I know they're in America, okay? I'm really tired. Anyway. They both had a love for God. They wanted to serve God. And this still blows my mind when I hear it. So they decided to get divorced because both their ministries were going in different directions. So they thought it was better to divorce to do what God was asking them to do. That to me goes directly against what the Word of God says. God doesn't ask us to follow a dream to get rid of our partner. So we're stuck. You and me. (laughs) It's going to stay together. Negativity affects me emotionally, spiritually and physically if it doesn't include helping others. A dream is worth pursuing if it expresses my love for God and others, utilises my God-given gifts and passions, helps my neighbour, community and world, requires me to live dependent on God than on self. 
So the last thing I want to talk to you about is, am I pursuing my dream more than God? Here in the dream that Joseph had, he was extremely excited about the dream. The problem with Joseph, he was pursuing his dream more than he was pursuing what God wanted. God had a plan and a purpose for Joseph's life. It was incredible. What I want to say, though, is even though Joseph did it wrong with his brothers, God still used the plan. So he was thrown in the pit. It wasn't nice. He went through a whole lot of things, but it got him to the journey of where God wanted him to go. It doesn't mean we all have to be thrown into a pit or go through a whole lot of things. But what I want to encourage you today, some of you may have felt like you've been given this desire to serve God in an area or you've been a desire to do things for God and you felt like you've been thrown in the pit that you're never going to see the end. But just like Joseph, he walked the journey, went through what he needed to do, but God ultimately had his way and God brought it to fruition. We've got to trust that God's got us, that whatever happens, we make it about God and not about the dream. Here in that dream, Joseph was able to see what God wanted and through that, It was all about people. What I love about the end in this story, please read the story. But what I love about the end in this story is when the brothers came and they came before Joseph and they didn't recognise who Joseph was, but Joseph recognised them. You know, Joseph could have turned around and said, "Uh uh-uh, no way, they can suffer just like I've had to suffer at times. I'm not going to give them anything. I'm not going to help them because they threw me in the pit. I've had to be in prison. I've had to go through all of these things. I was taken away from my family. There's so much that he could have held on to unforgiveness here in this moment. But here is the brothers that come and this overwhelming sense of knowing that God had him in his place. That prophetic word came back to him. The dream came back and he realised this was the moment that God was going to save those people was about people. The dream wasn't about Joseph and being highlighted or lifted up or being brought before people in a greater way. It was all about the saving of people and what God wanted to see. And Joseph had a heart that loved his family. We see in the passage that then he sends them away and gets them to bring back the father and the father comes. And there's this joy as they realise who it is and the saving of what takes place. Joseph had to walk through a lot for God to outwork what needed to be done. But when it was outworked, it changed the whole environment. We are called by God to be changers of the environment. We're called by God to do more. We're called by God to walk into situations, to forgive, to allow our hearts to be pure before God and say, God, do whatever you need to do in and through me. You may may feel like it is years that you have not seen God do what you feel he promised to you. I want to encourage you, do not give up. 
In 1 Thessalonians 5.24, the one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. And that's in the Message Bible. God never left Joseph and he still carried God's favour even though he went through everything. God saved him from death, protected him in prison and was always elevating him. God had a plan. Sadly, human tries to destroy our pathway at times, but God never stops leading us. When we come to the end of this story, when he sees his brothers and his father, he realises that time of famine was there, but God had placed him in that place for such a time as this to see things different. It's time to dream again. But it's time to dream God dreams. It's time to lay down our lives and say, God, I surrender. I surrender every part of me. I don't want to do life for myself anymore. I don't want to be ambitious. I don't want to be a person that wants everything for me. I want to be a person that surrenders my life before you and allows you to do whatever you need to do in me because God, I want to see people's lives change. I want to see salvations. I want to see my family coming back to you. I want to see them come to you. God, I want things to be different and I want you to use me. So I lay down my things before you and I say, not my will, but your will be done. That I allow God to have his way no matter what. So right now, I just would love you to bow your heads. Some of you have received dreams and visions from God. And because you haven't seen them happen in the way they, you thought they would, or you've made it into a selfish ambition rather than allowing God to open the door and lead you, you've had doubted God and even angry a little bit. What must happen is lay it down. I give it up. I give it to you, God. It's all yours. And then allow God to help you pick it up in the manner that he wants you to pick it up and allow you to be who God's asking you to be. So this morning I'm going to pray. And as we saw in Joseph's life that the dream did not happen for decades, he went through so much for that dream to be revealed. But Joseph never lost heart in God. He never let anger He never let unforgiveness come in. He kept a pure heart that said, God, I believe that you can do amazing things in me. So this morning as I pray, if that's you in your heart, you've said, God, I think I've made my life more about me than I have about you. I think that I've allowed my life to be what I want it to be. I've put my thoughts, my finances, my family, everything before you. But today, Lord, I say, I put you first and I ask you to lead me and I ask you to do whatever you want to do in my life. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now, right across this room and online, That if anyone's there and they're saying, I give up. That in the giving up, they surrender to you. And they allow you to birth something fresh in them. 
They allowed you to birth something more. Lord, we need to dream again. We need to rise up again. We need to be who you're asking us to be. Lord, as the believers rise, as the believers believe, then things can change and environments can change. We can see a fresh wind. We can see a move of your Holy Spirit. We can see you doing greater than you've ever done before. Because we believe that you have this and that you want to use us in your name. While your heads are still bowed and your eyes are closed, I don't want to go past the opportunity to offer you today an opportunity to allow Jesus to come into your life. You know, I've talked about God-given dreams over um, our self-man dreams. Maybe you didn't quite understand what I'm meaning. You will when you accept Jesus. You'll understand it. And so today, if you want to accept my friend, my best friend, then I encourage you to reach out. And I encourage you to step in and say, God, lead me. Do whatever you want to do in me. So if that's you this morning, while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, please feel free to lift your hand. I'm the only one that's really seeing it. And I guess these guys have even got their eyes closed. But in the acknowledgement, I acknowledge that today. I see your hand. God sees your hand. Is there anybody else that would like to do that? To surrender and say, Lord, I'm, I'm surrendering to you. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that we can surrender our lives to you. And I ask that you will come, Jesus, into our heart and do something fresh in us. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including service times and our live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.